Welcome back to another episode of our Yasha Ministry, Let's Rap Reveals podcast. As always, if you are listening for the very first time, welcome. I like to say it is not by chance or coincidence that you have found this podcast today, but it is by God's divine order, and he has ordered your steps right to our Let's Rap Reveal podcast. If you are a returning listener, once again, Thank you. I want you to know that I personally appreciate you supporting this podcast throughout the year. I want you to continue as you always have, listening, liking, commenting, sharing. Again, thank you. When we last left off, I was introducing this series as you are sick as your secrets. In our introductory, we talked about generation curses and what it means and how generational sin not only affects you, but the next generation. We also talked about Deuteronomy, the fifth chapter and the ninth verse, how the word of God says that for I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the father upon the children unto the third and the fourth generation. The Lord was letting the children of Israel know that he will not accept worship from any other God. Why? Because he is a jealous God. The New Living Translation says, He will not tolerate your affection for any other gods with the little g. And if they did, he will lay the sins of the parent upon the children. It goes on to tell us that the entire family is affected, even the children in the third and the fourth generation. We have to be so careful when we sin against God because it not only affects us, but it affects future generations. I told you in the introduction of the series, your choices matter. Don't think for a minute the decisions and the choices you make affect only you. If that's what you think, you are sadly mistaken. Just like our physical health conditions are hereditary, we inherit the propensity to sin from our forefathers. They also inherit it from theirs all the way to the days of Adam and Eve in the garden. The word tells us in Romans 5 and 19, as through one man's Adam's disobedient, many were sinners. Through our gene and sinful nature, we are born into sin. We are shaped into iniquity. No one has to teach us how to sin. It's in our nature. The natural part of our being, that is why we have to be regenerated and born again by the Spirit of God. The Word of God tells us, even so will great numbers get righteousness through the keeping of the word of God by one man, which is Jesus Christ. Only then can we break the pattern of destruction, sin and death, and of generational curses and generation behaviors of sin. In the last episode, part one, Sins of the Father, we began to take a look or a glance into the similarities of Abraham's life and comparison to his son Isaac. We explored what generation sins followed their bloodline and how they passed it on. So far, we've identified that there were generational problems with deception, lying, and sibling rivalry. That began with Abraham and Sarah and was passed on to Isaac and Rebekah, his wife, almost mirroring the life of his father and mother. However, I can guarantee you that it didn't just start with Abraham but I'm almost certain that it began with Abraham's father, Terah. It's also important that I point out, which I failed to do in part one, that Rebekah was also from the same bloodline as Abraham. 
in Genesis, the 24th chapter, when Abraham was old, the Bible says he was stricken with old age and he made his elder servant swear that he would make sure Isaac did not marry the daughter of the Canaanites, but that he would go into a country of his kindreds and find Isaac a wife. And that is exactly what he did. His servant found Rebekah. Now, the significant part is that Rebekah is not just anybody. You see, Rebekah was the daughter of Abraham's nephew, Bethel. And Bethel's father was Abraham's brother, Nahor. We're going to see how the same generational curses and sin of deception of trickery passed down not only just to Isaac and Rebekah, but to the next generation, Abraham's grandson, which is Isaac and Rebekah's son, Jacob. We're about to really see how deep this generation's sin of deception can run. We're going to see how Jacob is affected from both sides of his family, his mother and his father. But before we continue, if you have not listened to the introduction of this series entitled, You Are Sick As Your Secrets and Part 1, Sins of the Father, I highly suggest that you go back and do so before listening to this episode. Today, we're going to go deeper into the life of Jacob and reveal how the generational sins of the father affected not only Jacob's life, but the life of all those around him. We're going to discover how over time, these generation sins became stronger and increased, adding even more sin. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and today on Let's Wrap, we're going to reveal even more of this four-part series entitled Sins of the Father. Part 2, Sins That Run Deep. Let's wrap. We're going to pick up where we left off. Now we left off at verse 21. We're going to read that again. That's Genesis, the 25th chapter, beginning at the 21st verse. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him and Rebecca, his wife conceived. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, if it be so, why am I thus? And she went and inquired of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two men or people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. And when her days were to be delivered, were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. So Rebekah and Isaac gave birth to twins, and they called the name of the twins Esau and Jacob. And the Bible says that the boys grew. And although they were twins, they could not be any more different. They were not identical twins. In fact, they were uh, fraternal twins. Esau was red and hairy. Esau was a skillful hunter. I guess you could say Esau was more of an activist, an outdoorsman, laid back, not taking anything too serious. However, Jacob, Jacob had a quiet temperament. Um, and was one who preferred to stay home. He was one that preferred to tend more to the domestic affairs. Now the Bible goes on to tell us that Isaac loved Esau. And it was said why he loved Esau. He said because he loved eating the wild game that Esau would go out and hunt for and catch. And it, the Bible also goes on to say that Rebecca loved Jacob. Now it didn't really tell us why, but I couldn't help but wonder, could it have been something to do with the fact that the Lord had already revealed to her that who she carried in her womb, that the older um, would be server to the younger. Whatever the reason was, she loved Jacob more than Esau. I'm sure only fueling the sibling rivalry between them. 
Here you are, two sons, one, both starving for affection, one from the affection of the father and the other longing for the affection of the mother. That had to cause some tension within the household. Now the Bible goes on to say that Jacob lived up to his characteristic. Jacob was an opportunist. He seized every opportunity and every advantage by any means, fair or foul, to gain his brother's birthright, to gain his brother's blessing. Jacob truly earned the name supplanter. The first opportunity that Jacob got, he propositioned his brother Esau for his birthright. Esau, who had been out hunting all day long, came home hungry, desiring something to eat. And he asked Jacob for some of what he had already prepared. However, instead of Jacob just giving his brother some of the soup, uh, like any loving sibling would do, um, Jacob offered him or offered to sell him a bowl of soup for his birthright. And Esau, showing contempt and not valuing what it is that he had, not valuing or taking it lightly, uh, his birthright, he went ahead and allowed his birthright to be given over to Jacob. Jacob made Esau swear an oath and Esau did so. And that day he sold his birthright uh, of the firstborn to the younger brother for a bowl of soup. Therefore, the word of the Lord was fulfilled that the older brother would serve the younger. So the Bible is fulfilling even now. So Genesis, the 27th chapter goes on to say that when Isaac was young and losing his sight, he called for his son Esau so that he might bless him before he died. It, it was a custom for the father to, to pray a blessing over the children before they die. And because Esau was the older, he was going to pray a blessing over Esau for the birthright and the blessing to go to the older. So for those of you who are not familiar with the story, what occurred was um, Isaac called in Esau and he told him to go out and hunt for some wild game and prepare him his favorite dish so that he might eat it and then pronounce a blessing over him as being the firstborn before he died. But Rebecca, um, Esau's mother and Jacob's mother was listening and she heard him tell Esau these things. So what did Rebecca do? Rebecca being who she was from the same bloodline, remember Abraham's bloodline, Remember, Rebecca is Abraham's niece. Her father was Nahor, Abraham's brother, her father, Bethel. No doubt she dealt with the same spirit of manipulation and deception. Um, just thinking about the possibility, more likely, of Esau getting the blessing instead of Jacob. What did she do? She decided to devise a plan to trick her husband, Isaac, into blessing the younger son, Jacob, instead of Esau. But so instead of trusting God, she uh, and his divine promise that he had already promised was going to take place because he had already promised her before they were born that the younger would serve the, uh, the, the older would serve the younger. She had, he had already promised her this, but instead of her waiting on God, divine promise to come to pass, just like Sarah, she decides to go and try to manipulate the situation for herself. So the similarity again, just like Sarah, um, she was going to make sure that she secured the birthright and the blessing and a double inheritance for Jacob. Remember Sarah saying that Ishmael would not share in the birthright or the, the inheritance of her son. And this is why they put out um, Hagar and Ishmael. Now here, uh, Rebecca is with her own son taking the birthright or, or, or trying to attempt to take the birthright from the older son to make sure it's given to the younger. 
Jacob was more like his mother than his father, like mother, like son. So Rebecca, his mother, she devised this plan against Esau to trick Isaac. Now, those of you who are familiar with the story um, know that Jacob was more concerned about being discovered than he was the sin that he was committing. Uh, the consequences were irreversible because Jacob ended up receiving the blessing and Esau became so angry that he had been cheated. He said until uh, he began to say in the word of God, he said, he has cheated me twice. He took my rights as the firstborn and he stole my blessing. So we know very well that that wasn't quite true because we know he sold away his birthright. He sold it. Even though he could have given his brother the food, he propositioned him for food and Esau decided to sell his birthright for whatever reason. And he sold it. And, but he did in fact steal the blessing. Now, Genesis, the 27th chapter and the 41st verse, the Bible says from that time on, this is where it, it escalated. This is where the sin began to escalate. This is where we begin to get more of sibling rivalry. This is where we begin to get hate. And they even bumped it up a notch because the Bible says from that time on, Esau hated Jacob because their father had given Jacob the blessing and Esau began to scheme. As soon as the father was dead, he said, I will kill him. So Esau had already made up in his mind that I'm just waiting on Isaac to die, our father. And as soon as my father die, I'm going to kill Jacob. I'm going to kill him for stealing my birthright. I'm going to kill him for stealing my blessing because he was blaming Jacob for it all at this point. Not even though he gave away his birthright, uh, sold it to him. He was so angry for him stealing that blessing. He had already decided in his mind what he was going to do about it. So here it is. We see that this thing has escalated. Now, not only is there hate involved, but there is murder between siblings. So we just added two other generational curses or generation sins that we begin to see that are going to follow this bloodline. So Rebecca heard this and she began to be fearful. She began to be so afraid that Esau was going to kill Jacob, her beloved Jacob, that she sent Jacob away to stay with her brother Laban in Haran. Now, this is where the story gets real interesting. Now, if you know the story, we know what happened. When Jacob got to Haran, Laban, his uncle, proved to be an even bigger trickster and deceiver than them all. That is why I said this thing didn't just start with Abraham. This thing that didn't just start with Sarah uh, because Abraham's um, nephew, uh, which was also Rebecca's brother, had the same spirit of deception, had the same spirit of trickery. So no doubt Nahor had the same spirit. Buthel had the same spirit. Um, uh, Terah had the same spirit. This thing was a generational thing. This thing flowed in the family. That was just a spirit of deception that continued to follow that family. So Genesis, the 29th chapter, when we begin to look into the word of God, it says Jacob arrived in Haran and he meets J uh, Rachel, uh, Laban's daughter, and he desired to marry Rachel. So Laban agreed to allow Jacob to marry his daughter if he worked for him for seven years, tending to Laban's livestock. Now, at the end of the seven years, Jacob asked to marry Rachel. And we know that he, Laban, tricks Jacob. So instead of him sending in Rachel into the marriage bed, he realized the next day that it was not Rachel that he had indeed married, 
but it was Laban's older daughter, Leah, instead. And then Jacob learned that he had been duped or he had been tricked. So he confronts Laban about this, who then agrees to give him Rachel if he work another seven years. So because uh, Jacob loved Rachel and wanted Rachel so bad, he agreed to work another seven years for Laban. So Jacob agrees to marry Rachel at the start of the second of the seventh uh, year. And then at the end of the year, Jacob has 10 sons. He has one daughter during this period of time, which accumulates with the birth of his 11th son, which is Joseph, what we're going to talk about and get into next. Now, after Joseph's birth, Jacob tells Laban he want to return to um, Canaan, uh, but Laban convinces Jacob to stay. So Jacob then in turns began to work a final six years after Joseph's birth and then leaves Laban without telling him. So in total, Laban tricked Jacob into working 20 years. He served 20 years for um, Laban. Uh, he served seven years thinking he was marrying Rachel and he ended up with Leah. He served seven more years for Leah. I mean, for Rachel, and then he turned around and served an additional six years um, because he was trying to cheat him out of his wages. So Laban was a greater tricker, uh, a trickster, or a more cunning, uh, deceitful con artist than them all. So we see how this thing runs through the bloodline. It continued to go through the family, generational curses. So we're talking about manipulation. We're talking about lying. We're talking about deception. Now we're talking about hatred. We're talking about the threat of murder. We're talking about sibling rivalry. This thing just continued to snowball. And we're going to continue to see as we go on throughout this series, how it continued to go down through the bloodline. We are covering these stories in the Bible because I want you to see that just like they're dealing with generational curses, just like they were dealing with generational sins, we are not exempt. We today have the same spirits that follow our families. We have those same spirits of manipulation. We have those same spirits of lying. We have those same spirits of deception and deceit. We have those same spirits that try to haunt our family with hatred and sibling rivalry. We have those same uh, spirits that will hunt some families with murder where the father has killed the son, the son has murdered the, the daughter, or, or on and on and on. We have to know that we are dealing with generational curses. We are dealing with generational sin that, as I always say, it can be broken. We are no longer under the curse, but Jesus Christ has already died to break these things. I just want you to be able to see the comparison that there's nothing that we go through that has not already happened through the word of God. So this is why we're covering this to let you know that you're not on an island by yourself. Someone has went through this before you. There is deliverance. There is help. Jesus is there to break any and every chain that we're going through. So I want you to come back because we're going to stop right here. And then we're going to begin to cover in our next series. We're going to move on to, um, Jacob's son. We want to talk about the sons of Jacob, and we're going to be able to see how those same generation curses fell down upon Jacob's sons and how it continued to uh, go from generation to generation. So I do want you to stay with me. Come back and listen to part three of this uh, series entitled 
um, sins of the Father. We're going to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for this teaching. God, we thank you for how you're allowing us to open up and unfold the pages of your word, oh God, and begin to show us and reveal to us, God, that we're not going through anything that the patriots of old have not already been through. Father, that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob dealt with generational curses, oh Father. God, we thank you for allowing us to see ourselves in the pages of your word. God, we know that you are our deliverer. You are our way maker. God, we know that you sent your son Jesus, that the curse is broken, that we no longer have to live under the curse of sin and death, that we no longer have that allow sin to have dominion over our life, but these chains can be broken. God, we just thank you for this teaching and your word today. Father, as we continue to go through this series, continue to open up our spiritual eyes that we might see ourselves in the word, oh God, that your word will continue to be a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our pathway. God, that you can lead us to all truth and righteousness that we might be set free. For you say whom the son set free is free indeed. God, we declare and we claim our healing today. It is in your son Jesus name we pray. Amen. I want to thank each and every one of you who continue to listen, like, comment, and share. Again, we want you to come back to hear part three of this dynamic series, Sins of the Father. As always, we want you to join us on Facebook. We are on Facebook at Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook. Please go to Facebook and be a part of our Facebook family. We also want you to join our Facebook group page. We have a group page on Facebook, which is Let's Rap Reveals group page on Facebook. Facebook. Please, please, please go there and look for our page. And just in case you were not aware, you can go to many different platforms and listen to our Yasha Ministry Let's Rap Reveal podcast. That's right. We're on many different platforms. You can go to iTunes and listen. You can go to Spotify. You can go to Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, WordPress.com. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Pandora Podcasts. You can also catch us on Amazon Music Audible. Please go to any one of these platforms to listen to our Yasha Ministry Let's Rap Reveal podcast. We also want you to know that right here on podbeam.com, we have a space that says become a patron. You can become a patron and supporter financially of this ministry for as little as $5 or more a month. Whatever you choose, you can set the amount monthly. You can change it at any time. It's easy to cancel. I want you to know there's no amount that's too large or too small any amount is greatly appreciated. If you are enjoying this series, I want you to continue to listen, like, comment, but most of all, share, 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 share. I am your host, Elder Shanina Walker. As always, I want you to know I love you, but God will always love you more. Until the next time, have a blessed day.